0: When we explore the character of God and we grasp just even just a little of the holiness and the magnificence of who God is, the natural question that needs to be asked is who can approach a holy God? Last week we examined the heart of humanity and it wasn't pretty. God is completely holy. We are utterly sinful. Two weeks ago in our Refresh Monday, we learned in Mark chapter 7 that there was these religious leaders and they knew their Bibles forward, backwards, backwards, forward. They, they knew all the Bible verses. They wore the right things. And yet the Bible describes them, Jesus describes them as very far from the presence of God. And so what Jesus is going to do today is he is going to teach us how we can have access into the very throne room of God. And the way that Mark presents this is by showing us that the way to Um, The presence of God is by faith, and he uses a pagan woman to teach us this. If we're going to approach God and enjoy his presence, we must have faith in God as our Savior. Faith, which is from God, is the key that unlocks the very presence of God in our lives. Mark is going to teach us that this kind of faith is the kind of faith that approaches a holy God. And in this passage in Mark chapter 7, there are two ingredients to saving faith. Humility and persistence. Humility, why? Because when we come and realize how holy and how great God is, We recognize how sinfully flawed we are. And we're filled with humility. But also, not only humility, but persistence. That is, because God is so worthy and so great and so magnificent, He is worthy to be pursued at all costs. I remember when I was young, my parents took me on a trip to the Rocky Mountains in Banff. And we went on a, um, a trail. Of, we were going actually onto a mountain. And I remember climbing up and kind of getting away from my family. And I'd look and I'd say, oh, it's okay. And I'd keep going. And then finally there was a moment on that mountain, that very small mountain we're on, that I realized, oh my goodness, I'm lost I cannot find my family. That was humility. But then for 15 minutes, which felt like 15 hours, I persistently cried out for their help. And finally, I was able to come back to my family. I needed to realize, I needed to take that step of humility and persistently call on them to save me. Here's the big idea today. Anyone who humbly yet persistently comes to Jesus will receive peace. You see, faith is defined this way. It is a humble confidence in Jesus Christ. So take this passage in Mark chapter 7. We see in verse 25 that she fell down at his feet. Verse 28, he She refers to him as Lord. There's this recognition that she is unworthy. He is worthy. But notice the persistent. Verse 25, she begs, literally means keeps asking. When he sets up an objection, she persistently says, even the dogs sit, eat at the children's table. So let's just read our passage. And learn a few things for this Refresh Monday. Verse 24. And from there he arose, went away to a region of Tyre and Sidon. And he went a house, and he entered a house and did not want anyone to know. Yet he could not be hidden. But immediately a woman whose daughter a little daughter had unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile side physician by birth and she begged him to cast out the demon out of her daughter. And she said to her, let the children be fed first for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs." And he said to her, "For this statement you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter." And when she went home, she found the child lying on the bed, and the demon was gone. So now look at things about this passage and I want to step back for a second because I know this passage has given some people um, just some skepticism. Did Jesus really just call this woman uh, a, a a dog? He certainly seems like he alludes to her at least as a dog and so the first thing I want you to notice is the mission of Jesus why? Why is Jesus coming to the world in the first place? And how does that relate to this passage? Well, Jesus came to give peace to people, right? He came to give rest to people. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. So it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your background. He has the power to give you peace. Jesus came 2,000 years ago. And he came to give people peace. But he came first to the Israelites. So for example, Mark chapter 5, Jairus, an important Jew, falls at the feet of Jesus. And he heals his daughter right away, no questions asked. You see, Israel was the vehicle God was using to bless the world. Isaiah 49, 6, that they are to be a light to the nations. But Israel, unfortunately, became inward focused. And instead of blessing the world, they were disobedient. And so Jesus came onto his own people. He showed, he declared and demonstrated to Israel what beauty, truth, and love in this world really is. He went to Israel and called for their repentance. Jesus did what Israel couldn't and wouldn't do. And that is to be a light both to the Jews and the Gentiles. So when Jesus says in verse 27, let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs, he's not name-calling. In fact, it's incorrect to even say he's calling her a dog. Jesus is telling her a metaphor. Jesus was sent by God to to go to the Jewish people first. The one who represented God in this world Jesus needed to confront and command Israel to repent and to believe in their God. What is very interesting is the Jewish people used the word dog all the time to refer to Gentile people. Just like wild dogs, the Gentiles live wildly and even inhumane and would offer sometimes their children a sacrifice to false gods. So inhumane. But Jesus tenderly doesn't use that specific Greek word for dog, but uses a word that refers to a household pet. His point is clear. He's to go to the Jewish people first, and then the Gentiles. He is revealing to her that she does not belong to the people of God. Jesus came to seek seek and to save that which was lost. But Jesus was first saving the Jewish people and then the Gentiles as well. And we see, praise God, that this woman by the end of it was restored and had peace with God. So, two aspects of faith. Two ingredients. Humility and persistence. Let's take a look. At her humility. Verse 25. Heard of him. She heard of him. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of Christ. Romans chapter 10. Then she bows down. I.e. she she worships him. She Verse 28. She refers to him as Lord. What this woman does. Is she puts herself in the parable. All the other religious leaders never did this. All the parables that Jesus would give, they they never put themselves in Jesus parable, but this is what she does. She te- she recognizes that she is a pagan. She is like that dog that is outside of God's grace. And yet Jesus is going to offer her salvation. Here's the application for us. It's only when we recognize our sinfulness that redemption is possible through the blood of Jesus Christ. And Christian, it's only as we confess our sin to God, not for justification, but for restored fellowship with Christ, that we are cleansed and a clear vessel for our Lord Jesus Christ. So we see the first ingredient, persistent. That's the second, uh, humility. But the second, persistence. She has three things against her. She is a woman. In that culture, women were definitely second class. There are so many things that men were, had access to that women did not. Even in the Old Testament, women were only able to go so far and then the men were able to go closer and then we see that the priest would even go closer than the high priest. The women we see were second class. Specifically what the Jewish people interpreted of the Old Testament not what the Old Testament actually said. She keeps We see that she's a Gentile. Gentiles were excluded from the people of God. But then it says that she is from this particular tribe. This tribe is where Jezebel grew up, a wicked king of the Old Testament. History tells us that this region that she was in fought with the Jews for hundreds of years before the Gospels were written. Historian Josephus Writes about how the people at Tyre were the Jews' worst enemy, most extreme pagans. And this is what this woman is identified with. But notice verse 25. She keeps asking. When Jesus objects, she says, Yes, but even the dogs eat at the children's table, the crumbs. We see that What God is saying, what Jesus is teaching us through Mark, is this. That God wants people who are humble yet confident in him, not in ourselves. So here's a question. What's stopping you from coming to Jesus? Remember in the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve sinned? What's the first thing they did? They hid from God. I'm wondering if there's some of you, especially during COVID and all this kind of stuff, if you're hiding from God, maybe you're hiding from his people as well. God is desiring that you would not hide from him, but you'd humbly pursue him with all you've got. You know, in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, in the final judgment, God says, "The first two characteristics of these people, who who uh, are deserving of hell and are gonna go to the lake of fire, an eternal judgment. He says these people are cowards and faithless. Cowards and faithless. Cowards. Why? Because they're not pursuing God. They're not persistent in." Uh, entrusting their lives in their creator and faithless. They lack the faith to do it. Do not hide from Jesus today. Come to him. Hebrews, uh, Matthew chapter 10 says this, come to me, all who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God bless and have a wonderful week.